Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Welcome to the September 2019 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club. Coming to you from Sydney, Australia, my name is Damien Marichi. I'm here with Dr. Shivani Agrawala, and we are talking about the paper, Sensory Recovery of the Breast Following Innovated and Non-Innovated Deep Flap Breast Reconstruction. This is by Drs. Bugles et al. Uh, from the Netherlands and Houston, Texas. And this was published in the very recent PRS from August of 2019. So Shivani, what was this paper about in a nutshell? So this was a really interesting paper. Um, and the background to it is that DF flaps are currently the first choice for autologous reconstruction of the breast, post-oncologic or prophylactic mastectomy. But currently, surgical re-innovation is not a priority for most surgeons, despite the availability of donor and recipient nerves. So this paper looked at sensory recovery of the breast post um, flap reconstruction, comparing innovated DEP flaps and non-innovated DEP flaps. Now, when you say innovated DEP flaps, what nerves were being anastomosed to where? So traditionally, um, it is the lateral cutaneous nerve of the fourth intercostal space that is used as the recipient vessel, uh, sorry, recipient nerve. Yep. Um, however, in this study, they used the anterior cutaneous nerve in the third or fourth intercostal space. And why and were they using that nerve? The reason for this is it is it takes a lot more time um, and procedure to firstly harvest the lateral cutaneous nerve in the fourth intercostal space and secondly in this they only included patients where direct coaptation was possible they did not use nerved grafts or nerve conduits so who were the patients what groups were they comparing them so some patients were having nerves coapted other patients weren't having nerves coapted and, but they weren't randomised. It was just like a non-sequential Correct. Uh, so they, of patients. They took patients who followed up in their outpatient clinic over a period of two years. These were non-consecutive patients who were not randomised. And then how did they assess sensation? Sensation was assessed using the SEMS-Weinstein monofilaments. Um, this is a monofilament that is placed on the skin um, with a certain amount of pressure to make a C-shape. The monofilaments um, have increasing force that is required and the index value that they record, recorded was the monofilament value. Now they had pretty good numbers in this. They had 48 innovated DF flaps and 61 non-innovated DF flaps. Um, and so what did they find? So what they found was the sensory recovery for um, the innovated DF flaps occurred sooner post-operatively, improved with follow-up time, and reached close to but not exactly normal sensation of a non-operated breast. This is in contrast to the non-innovated DEP flaps that although they did have some sensory recovery, the it was not as much as the innovated DEP flaps. One of the important things to point out is that the person doing the testing did not know whether the flaps were innovated or non-innovated. However, the patients themselves knew whether their flaps were innovated or not innovated. Uh, so, what did you th- so what did you 
think of this paper? Yes, so I wonder if the point you just made introduces some bias into the results that have been presented in this paper. I think it's excellent that the um, person who was conducting the uh, sensation testing was blinded. However, patients knew what operation they had had and this may have introduced some bias from their part, although the SEMS-Weinstein testing should have been, it is an objective measure, um, patient responses may have had an element of bias to it. The other thing which is unanswered is how significant the difference between the innovated DF flap, non-innovated DF flap, and the normal breast sensation is. In the innovated flap group, none of them attained uh, normal uh, monofilament values. Uh, certainly, they attained better values than those who were non-innovated. But the question arises is, how good does sensation needs to be? Like, if it's a little bit better, but it's not actually making a difference for the patient, is it worth the extra time and effort to do this? The flip side is, is that the group performing the surgery said that it added very little time to the surgery. Do you want to speak to that? Yeah, so um, the group suggested that this only added 15 minutes extra to the surgical time. In terms of the difference that the return of sensation made, they equated the monofilament values to sensory recovery of the non-innovated flaps being um, equated to loss of protective sensation compared with the innovated flaps, which recovered to a level of diminished protection or even diminished light touch. Again, although this makes this a bit more clinically um, relevant, I think it may have been more helpful to add a patient-reported outcome aspect to this where we know from the patients what significance um, the different degrees of sensation mean to them. The other thing which, which I was surprised about was they excluded patients who had innovative flaps on one side and non-innovative flaps on the other side. They did that to aid statistical analysis apparently, but I would thought that would be a particularly good group and they may be a source of future randomisation if you were to uh, double blind and randomise patients to either have an innovated uh, flap or a non-innovated flap and uh, see whether that results in a difference. I don't know the ethics behind that. There could be ethics concerns saying, well, look, you're deliberately de depriving a patient of a particular, of a of potentially uh, beneficial nerve coaptation, just so you can see whether it's good or not. Um, but that would be an interesting study if ethically, if it could be designed in an ethical way. I think that would have been a very interesting study and potentially even, I mean, I know the ethics um, are a different discussion with yeah. this, um, but you would have one patient with an innovated, non-innovated, and you couldn't tell, um, <coughs> blind the patient as to which yeah. breast is innovated, which exactly. breast is non-innovated, and yes. you may get really interesting um, outcomes out of um, that patient's perspective of sensation recovery. Okay. Anything else about this paper? No, I think that covers it. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.